0: You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC.
1: Now, let's bring in Melissa DeRosa, who was the head person. He, she was the secretary, but really the right-hand uh, gal, right-hand person there to then Governor Cuomo. Uh, Melissa, you know, we've been talking all day about the migrants and the potential of a tent city in Central Park. Your thoughts about all of this. This is crazy.
0: Um, Great to be back, Rita. No, it is crazy. I mean, really what this is, it's sort of where virtue signaling meets government incompetence. And this is a failure of the federal government. And frankly, it's a failure of the state government, where you have immigration, which is fundamentally a federal issue, and Joe Biden, who ran on a platform saying, we are humanitarian, we're going to reverse some of these Trump era policies around immigration. And he said that he ran on this, but then he did it without a plan. And so they reversed the wait in Mexico policy last summer. And that's sort of when you saw the first huge wave of migrants coming in across the border. And you saw DeSantis and Abbott, you know, put them on buses and put them on planes and send them to New York City and Kamala Harris's house and Martha's Vineyard. To make a point, which is, hey, Democrats who are in these blue states that say they're sanctuary states, you want to get a taste of what being a border state is, have at it. It's not as simple as standing on principle and saying, you know, we want to do the right thing for a humanitarian crisis, which I personally believe in, but it is about actually governmentally being able to follow through and manage it. And the Biden administration has completely fallen down on the job. They haven't done anything to sort of Coordinate where is it that cities and localities that can accept these migrants? Why don't we become flexible on work visas so that we can get these folks to work right away? There is work there is labor shortages in parts all across the country post-COVID, put people to work. You know who wants people, who can take people? where is the housing? they didn 't do any of it and by
1: the way, and Melissa so- Melissa, you say not a plan. I say I say it it is a it is a disaster. I am astounded i 've been to the border many times by the way i 've covered it a number of times through the years. I have never seen the images that I just saw the last few hours thousands of people in tent cities they are literally sleeping on the streets in El Paso and our president says oh it's going to be a little chaotic trust us this is a disaster of their making
0: it's a disaster Rita and it and you know title 42 lapses you know at midnight tonight and so it's just going to get increasingly worse and it's it's, it's gonna going get so catastrophic it's not going to get worse it's going to get catastrophic Melissa and Absolutely. And governmentally, it's a disaster because when people see, okay, great, Democrats, of which I am one, stand up and say, we want to be the opposite of Trump. We're open borders. We want to open our arms, welcome people in. But then you have no follow through. It undermines the Democratic principles. It undermines the party. It undermines them governmentally and it kills us politically. So this was a debacle on every possible level. And you're dealing with real human beings. And so, no, it's a total disaster. And I have a tremendous amount of sympathy for Eric Adams, who's struggling with the incoming, who can't handle it. Clearly, he's been screaming from the rooftop saying that he needs help. And then you've got Kathy Hochul, who does a press conference today and says – well, you know, I understand how stressed out Rockland and Orange County are. It's like you're not the therapist for the state. You're the governor. Take hold of this situation. Identify the localities that can handle them. Identify the housing. You're on Joe Biden's committee for reelection. Great. Pick up the phone and call the president of the United States and say, we need to suspend the rules on giving work permits out and put people to work. And so it's just a disaster across the board. It makes people is not it is in pub- Melissa, is it public yet who hosted uh, the president of the United States yesterday in New York for dinner? I have not seen that. Yeah, okay. he messed you know, up traffic John?
1: for sure. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, you going to make some news, John? Well, that apartment, John, that apartment, it's, it's Richard Weinberg, Melissa. That apartment was right near Fifth Avenue overlooking Central Park. No, it was at the Lotus Club, I heard. Well, is that close enough to Central Park? It's going to ruin their view. Well, and you know, you saw that they were—you know, Adams was looking at maybe the Flatiron Building, Prospect Park, Central Park. And it's like, what are we talking about here? And just no one is stepping up and taking the ball. And this is not mayor's responsibility. This is not a county executive's responsibility. It is the federal government's responsibility first, and the state responsibility second. And what so was the joke we, we told before? So either Curtis told us or something. That, uh, the, the fact that, uh, as they were attacking Iraq.
1: Uh. Oh, the the Baghdad Bob? Oh, Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, so this is what Lindsey Graham had said earlier. Uh, We all know a senator of South Carolina. He came out a little bit ago, and he said he equates Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, to Baghdad Bob. Remember, Baghdad Bob was there in Iraq, and he's like, Saddam's winning, and right behind were the American troops taking over the (laughs) palaces. You know, in other words, like a total liar. That's what people think of Alejandro Mayorkas. Today, he had the audacity. Melissa, to sit there and say the border's not open; it's never going to be open. We got a plan, and it, it, he's like Baghdad, Bob. That's a great analogy, John. Come on, Melissa, I, this is crazy. Well, I mean,
0: the worst part of it is, you know, this is these are mainly asylum seekers—people who are leaving whatever country they're in in Latin America in hopes of a better life. They're escaping some level of persecution. These are human beings, and what are we doing? Eric Adams is now suspending the city's. You know, a mandated right to housing law because he can't do it. So we're going to now just have people sleeping on the streets, sleeping in tents. It's like, And we've, you know, say nothing of our crime problem, our tax problem, everything else. What is this going to do to the city's post COVID recovery? And so, no, it's a total debacle. And I, I lay it at the feet of Joe Biden and Kathy Hochul, and so, one of them has to step up.
1: So, uh, Melissa Ed Cox. So, Eric Adams did slightly criticize the president for his border policies. And what happened to Eric Adams with respect to a position on the president's campaign?
0: I know, I know they kicked him off. It's so petty and so ridiculous. It's like, really, you're going to play like small P politics on this. It's he represents the eight and a half million New Yorkers who pay taxes and want to live and work in the city in peace. And so he should be speaking up for them regardless of the party in power and the idea that they turned around and punished him in that petty, small way is sort of like, "Come on, guys, you've got bigger problems here."
1: They're punishing him for doing his job, to speak up for the people of New York City. How about for no, speaking I the, agree the truth? With you more. How about punishing him him for anyway, speaking the truth?
0: Before we have to go to our next guest, uh, I understand, Mister Pocopo, that worked with the Cuomo administration. Uh, the Supreme Court set him free today, which is a wonderful news. I heard he had his uh, he had his sentence. He overturned unanimous decision. And not just him, but the players in the Buffalo Billion um, project as well, which had, you know, the, spent a few years in jail. And But the, the larger point is, John, I look at that. And, him you know, and Joe Bruner. pre Ferrara, who was U.S. attorney for the Southern District's legacy is going to be that he used the press to prosecute people in Wall Street in politics, and politics. Was it pre Was it political? On. It was all political. Him and June Kim... And, this was, and the press was in bed with him. They never acted as a check on him. They used to get leaks from him. He loved to see his name in the paper. And now you look back at his tenure and all of his high-level convictions, 99% of them have been tossed. And so, you know, you wonder why people don't trust. Wow. Ninety nine percent of pre Pereira's are close to that have been tossed. Wow. The, the, I'm saying the high level ones. Yes the, ones. yes. the Wall Street guys, Stephen A. Cohen, Joe Percoco. Now, you know, half of Shelly Silver's were tossed. It's, he abused his position when he was U.S. attorney in order wow. to get his name in the paper and for his own personal. And evidence. that was uh, Senator Schumer's chief of staff. Yes, and he's Schumer's good buddy. And, you know, his friend June Kim, who oversaw the AG's investigation into Governor Cuomo, who still has never answered a single question about that investigation and all of the holes and omissions and errors throughout it. And I, I put, you know, put it at the prosecutors, but it's also the press's fault. It's the press's job to ask tough questions, and they were just happy to be along for the ride. So, you know, it's, we it's one of to, the reasons I think people have got it. We got a call. We got a call. Thank you, Melissa, for coming on. We-